welcome to Grief Unfiltered, a podcast about grief and how the fuck to handle it. I'm your host, Jamie Ailes. Thank you so much for listening. If this is your first time, welcome to the Grief Unfiltered podcast. Please make sure to subscribe so you can be the first to know when new episodes drop. If you haven't already, don't forget to join our Instagram page where you can not only connect with me and each other, but our guests each week will be featured on that page. Today's guest is Toby. She is one of my old coworkers, and I had no idea about this story and we worked together for over two years, but that's just part of, that's something we definitely talk about this episode. She lost her daughter about 10 days after she was born. There's some medical terms that I'm not going to try to explain, but we definitely get into it in the episode. Toby was so open and honest, not only about the struggle in the hospital for those 10 days and the first, you know, when she was on maternity leave after um, she left the hospital and where she is now. It's really cool. Her perspective of how some things do happen for a reason and the purpose of Tinley's life. So it's a beautiful story and she's super open and honest. I'm so grateful for that. One thing I do want to point out before we start this episode is just to remember everyone is in different stages of grief. This episode is very positive, very happy. And that's what I want for a grief podcast. I don't always want it to be so heavy, but just know that I do understand if you are in the beginning stages of your grief and you can't quite imagine getting to this spot of your grief because I've been there as well. Just know like we're only, both of us are about four years, um, into our grieving of our loved one. And so we definitely are on the same level of the highs and the lows of each day and how some days are easier than others. Some days are lighter than others. Some days you can laugh about certain things. And that's definitely what we did during this conversation. So I just want to be sensitive to anyone listening and definitely take that with a grain of salt. So without further ado, let's welcome Toby to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I like to start off every episode just kind of asking our guests what your background is, what your story is, who you've lost. So if you don't mind jumping right into that, that would be great. Okay. Um, So I'm Toby and I got pregnant on accident in 2014. Um, I'd been with my now ex-husband since I was 22 and we had a little accident and um, got pregnant and it was the scariest thing ever because I had never wanted to be a mom and we never wanted to have kids. Were y'all married when you got pregnant? We were not. We were engaged. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it was a... Yeah, it was definitely an oops. Okay. Um, which looking back now, I'm like, okay, you know better. But <laughs> but I got pregnant and it was really scary because it's not what we had planned And I just kept thinking, okay, I'm 29, we own a house, we have jobs, like there's no reason why this can't be okay. And, you know, I remember like the first ultrasound, like completely changing my mind and yeah, and thinking like we can do this. Um, So totally prepared for a baby, got excited for a baby, had the nursery ready, had everything ready. And then um, she was born on October 22nd of 2015. And she passed away on October 31st of 2015. So we lost our daughter, Tenley. In October. Oh. Yeah. That's, that's a shitty month. Oh, yeah. Halloween <laughs> was my favorite um, holiday. No. So I was, a little, I was a little scared I'd never like it again. Do you like it now? I love it. Especially, oh, okay, three, especially having a three-year-old. I kind of have to love it. 
Okay, so she passed away October 31st. Can you kind of go into detail of what happened? This is um, the first time I'm interviewing someone that has lost a child, which I obviously can't imagine. And I'm so grateful you're so open to sitting down and talking about it. But what were those 10 days like? Was this something you knew was going to be a complication? Like, can you just go into details about the whole experience? Sure. Um, So we didn't know that she was going to pass away. So it was all pretty unexpected. Um, So I got to the hospital and I was induced and we were in the process of everything and the doctor broke my water. I don't know if this is like TMI, but um, as soon as that happened, like something crazy happened to my body. I remember like just feeling like the only way I can describe it is like a zing going from like my neck to my brain. And so um, they started panicking. And all I remember is just like chaos. I mean, doctors were coming in. They were like taking me as fast as they could to the ER or the operating room. Um, Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, So they ended up putting me completely under and it was an emergency C-section. And I guess um, now we know what happened. But um, as soon as my water had broke, like something had happened in my body something was happening to her um it was a pretty scary thing for my now ex-husband because he told me that like he didn't know if I was going to be okay he didn't know if she was okay like nurses were crying so yeah they had pretty much told him like they thought I had a stroke and they didn't know if I would be normal and the baby got rushed off to the NICU so I'm sure it was a really scary time for him um But we never could really explain what happened to me. But I think her body just went into distress and it stressed my body out, honestly, because I didn't have a stroke. Um, So anyway, I woke up, got to go see her and she was in the NICU and they were running a lot of tests to see like what was wrong. We eventually got um, her transferred to Dell Children's, which is like the equivalent of Texas Children's in Houston. And um, she stayed in the NICU for those eight or nine days there and was literally a medical mystery. Um, I got to stay like in a little room they have for parents and I was pumping the whole time. Like it was so stressful and just so scary. And all I could think about was like, I just need to do what's best for her. So constantly getting up every couple hours to pump and hoping that she'd be okay. And it's like, as soon as they'd find out like one discovery and say like, okay, well her levels are high. So we did this and it's better. Something else would go wrong. And they literally said she was a mystery. So they, on the last day, they brought in like the smartest man I've ever talked to in my entire life. Yeah, he was um, crazy smart. And he told us what he thought it was and asked if we would be okay with doing blood work on her and us. So we said okay to all of that. And he told us that he believed it was a, a very rare metabolic disorder where like basically her cells couldn't, make energy because our cells like take food and they take everything and they let out energy so her cells just couldn't convert anything to energy so she had no energy so you know if she was breathing on her own then that was taking everything she had and other things were failing so as soon as we would fix one problem like another problem would happen just because her body couldn't handle it Um, but none of this was confirmed yet so we took all the blood and then um, that night on Halloween, it was pretty late, and we had um, made the very tough decision to take her off of life support, which I 
hate even saying because I feel like that's like not a decision a human being should yeah. make for another human being. But um, like selfishly, I would have kept her on there forever. Yeah. But um, I knew like the best thing for her was to be done and to be at peace and to not be sick anymore. So we got to hold her as she passed away, like in our arms. And wow. yeah, it was um pretty terrible. And like, honestly, I don't ever really think about that moment much. But um, yeah, it was life changing for sure. But um, we got the results back like a week later that it was, in fact, the metabolic disorder. And it is so rare that she's one of four babies in the world to be known to have this. And that's just because most babies are miscarriages that have something like this. Aww. Yeah. So that made me think like. She wanted to meet you. Yeah. Like she. <laughs> Sorry if that no, sounded cheesy. No, I'm being serious. Like I think that she came for those whole nine months and lived for those nine days to like teach me something and to show me something. And at the time I thought it was as little as like, I do want to be a mom, but like, Aww. yeah, but, but looking back now, like I think it just, she had a huge purpose and I think I'll keep discovering like what that purpose is all the time. Cause this was only four years ago, right? Yeah. So we just celebrated, we celebrate her birthday every year. We just celebrated her fourth birthday this past October. So yeah, four years ago. That was something I was going to ask throughout the podcast. Like how, cause you said you also know other moms that have lost kids or had mm-hmm. miscarriages or stillborns. Um, how do you carry on her legacy and celebrate her? Is it every year her birthday or how do you kind of keep her memory alive? Right. So in the beginning, I think like my biggest goal and I think at the time like I was doing it to keep myself busy but it was like I had to do all of these things in her memory and I had to do all of these things for her so I think I like went a little crazy um like I continued too many tributes yeah no it was bad um I continued to pump afterwards which was like seriously the hardest thing I've ever done like I, I was grieving the loss of like a baby and I'm sitting there pumping milk for this baby who's not here but like I was doing it for her in her name and I donated the milk to premature babies. But I had to realize finally, like, this is not healthy for me. Like, I can't do, like, everything I want to do for her right now. So, you know, in the beginning, I was like, what can we do? Can we donate to another baby that's sick? Like, all the Christmas presents. I mean, I was like, my mind was going like a million Mm -hmm. miles a minute just to, like, I think comfort myself Mm -hmm. in that time, honestly. Um, But since then, I've cooled the jets a little bit and like um I mean the first year for her birthday we went all out um did a huge thing and now every year it's smaller and we always get like a balloon for every single one of her well her brother and then her cousins and they all write messages on it we send them to heaven and we get a birthday cake and we sing happy birthday and all three kids so my sisters too and then mine get to blow out the candles for her so we've done that every year since the first crazy big party um and that's what we do for her I I feel like that's really perfect yeah I'm like covered in goosebumps (laughs) yeah I mean like that you couldn't have said that better that was perfect (laughs) oh that's good I mean I feel I don't even I don't feel guilty anymore because I don't feel like I have to do these huge things for her. Mm -hmm. Like if something comes up like this, for example, to me, if I can break the ice and make people know that like you had a miscarriage and no one talks about that stuff or, you know, you're struggling with infertility or you've had losses and people are asking you like, when are you going to have kids? Like, and Mm -hmm. it just kills you inside. Like I want people to know 
like it's okay to talk about this stuff and it happens to so many people and so for me like doing something like this is in her honor right mm-hmm. so of course so like if things happen I'll obviously do them but um I'm not putting the pressure on myself anymore to like yeah. try to change the world yes you yes. know <laughs> That's a real thing. Yeah. I know when my mom, this sounds so stupid. No. When my mom passed away, she passed away from cancer. And I was like, am I supposed to start like a charity? Like, I just yeah, felt like in it's that like moment, you so feel like weird. you should do like anything and everything. It's crazy. Are we supposed to do a 5K? Like, yes. <laughs> but I really think that's like looking back now and probably like for you looking back, it's like a way to cope with the grief, yeah. right? Your your mind knows what it's doing when yeah. it does stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so funny. I yeah. Mean, I always use the wrong no uh, <laughs> it is funny to like I mean you're right like maybe to someone who's listening they're like okay that's morbid to yeah say, like, that's exactly. funny. but like it is funny that I was like sitting there killing myself like pumping milk like crying yeah. like that's sad and but it's funny that I thought that was okay yeah I mean that's really sweet so again I'm very new to learning about how, losing a child especially so close to when uh the child was born so that is a thing your body still thinks it's providing for a child oh yeah that, right is that the right way to say yeah it? so um yes I learned like everything about breastfeeding possible but um yeah like I mean she never breastfed because she was hooked up to yeah. so many things um but yeah I mean like so your body like triggers a certain thing and you produce milk and as long as you're like stimulating it so the pump is like acting like a baby mm-hmm. then um you'll keep producing so I could have like literally kept doing it for a year but I was not strong enough to do that. And and you donated it. That's really yeah. cool. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. So there's like a milk bank of Austin at the time that Aww. I donated it to. And like premature babies who um, need it, they can get the milk from like all the donations. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How was your... So again, this was four years ago. Yes. How was your support system when this first happened? Because like you said... Y'all did not know that um, she was going to pass away and that it was because you hear a lot of stories where they knew the birth was going to be complicated. Um, So this came out of nowhere. I'm sure, like you said, you had a nursery ready, stuff like that. So when it's so fresh and you're coming home from the hospital and I can't imagine what that's like, how was your support system? How did you get through those first six months of I'm sure it's a blur. Um, yeah, so I definitely think like coming home with empty arms and like, I remember walking through the door and seeing like the stroller and the crib and the bassinet and all that. And just telling my mom, like, and, and my ex's mom, like, just get this stuff out of here. Like, I can't see it right now. Um, yeah, that was really hard because we 100% expected to bring a baby home. Um, even during those nine days, like we had accepted that like she may be mentally handicapped or she may not walk. And we had 100% committed to doing whatever we needed to do for her. So yeah, like coming home with empty arms was hard. And um, yeah, the first few days I remember like, and I'm sure you can relate to this, but like feeling like there was a weight on my chest where like you couldn't breathe and it kind of makes you panic and you keep thinking like, will I ever breathe normal? Like, how am I going to get through this? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, my ex and I really leaned on each other heavily and um we definitely helped each other get through it, but there's only so much like two grieving people who grieve very differently can help each other. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the support of my family and my friends was insane. Um, I mean, to this day, I have friends who 
you know, text me all the time, like thinking about tea or love you. And it's like, I have one friend in particular who keeps like her, um, I don't know what they call it, like the book from, or the thing that we made for her funeral in her purse all the time. And it's like people, my friends and family being there first of all, and then also like continuously telling me like, we're thinking of you or thinking of her. That's done more than anything for Mm -hmm. me just because people telling me they're keeping her alive in their thoughts and in their hearts like is the best thing I can ask for um but in that time like their support was great but I needed more like I needed someone who understood what I was going through and I met a group of mothers who had all lost babies and they'd all lost them in different ways so miscarriage stillbirths um I think I was the only one who had like a neonatal which is like a baby born that actually passes away um but all different losses but all the same and we um it's crazy but like the the number of girls kind of like narrowed down to ones that ended up having a second baby or a third or whatever baby it was for them all in October and November of 2016 so um our little tight-knit group like we'd all lost babies and then had babies wow like rainbow babies at the same time and to this day I'm still friends with all of them we have a Facebook group and we talk all of the time and you know like um life gets busy and I don't talk to them as much sometimes but I would not have made it through without them I mean the having people who really really get it is key I think yes yeah it's so true and that kind of piggybacks into what else we wanted to talk about is why so I knew Toby from my old job and had no idea about this story. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. But it's just one of those things like, why don't we talk about it? Or why is it like, it's not like, why didn't you talk about it? That's not what I'm saying. Just in general, why is it a conversation that people aren't so open about and aren't so like willing to talk to people about? Because if it wasn't for that group, I'm sure how would you have met other people going through that stuff? Right. Like good you don't walk around and say like, did you lose a baby? Exactly. I lost a baby. Yeah. It's not like an icebreaker at a dinner party. Right. So, um, how do you think I'm trying to think what I'm trying to ask, <laughs> how can we, or why do you think that it's not talked about or right. that, um, it's something people are just so quote unquote scared to open that book or start that conversation well I think like grief is just and and death is such like it's just a tricky thing for people to know what to say like most of the time people are like I want to be there but I don't know what to say Mm -hmm. um but I also think it's hard to just say like hi, I'm Toby and I have a three-year-old, but I also have a daughter who's in heaven or, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, so I like specifically remember struggling with this in the beginning. Um, And I lived in Austin at the time. So everyone knew I was pregnant and everyone like was waiting for her. Mm -hmm. So I had to deal with it. I mean, I had to deal with people asking me like, you know, um, how's your baby? And, or like, how old is she now? And I'm embarrassed to think back at like some of the things that I said and how I handled it. Like I remember getting a pedicure and the person, um, this is kind of going a little bit, um, back and forth, but I think I was pregnant with my now son at the time. And she said, is this your first? And like, I mean, I got pregnant with him like four months after. So it's really fresh. And I remember like 
saying yeah he's my first and I like went in the car and cried and was so mad at myself and I'm like how dare I like pretend she didn't exist for the comfort of other people yeah but then again it's like did I want to say like no like now I know how to say this but back then did I want to say like no I had a baby but she passed away and then it's like awkward and they're like oh crap like what do I say what did I do but it's like then you're hiding not hiding covering up your story to make someone else feel that and that's what it is it's like always trying to make other people feel comfortable like not worrying about yourself right um I mean and it's happened people still ask me and it's a little bit different now because yes I've had two children but raising a child now that's three years old like there is a difference right so when people ask me like how many kids you have like most of the time I'll say like yeah he's my only one and he'll probably be my only one Mm -hmm. um and I don't feel yeah I don't feel guilty about it because like it's the truth like he is my only child I have a baby in heaven but Mm -hmm. I didn't raise her and I didn't get to do all the things so like I took the pressure and guilt off of myself but I would 100% open up to anyone and tell anyone my story but yeah, it's like you're protecting people. But the sad thing about like miscarriages and infant loss is like so many people go through it and it's like sad because they're probably hiding it mm-hmm. because they're scared to make things awkward. Mm-hmm. So like if I have a chance to talk about it with someone, then I would definitely do that. But yeah, it's a struggle in the beginning. And I think it's hard on your your it's like. Like, same thing with, like, making myself pump. It's, like, why was I making myself miserable, like, to worry about other people? Yeah. You know? Like, it's crazy. So, side note, when I was, um, I did some research for this episode because, like I said, I've never interviewed anyone that has or talked to anyone that has lost a child and wanted to make sure I was, like, asking the right questions and being sensitive and blah, blah, blah. So, I listened to some other podcasts and a lady had that same story. Not about, like um having another kid but she was getting a pedicure and the lady was like oh you had your baby yeah and it was like her pet her lady she always went to and she was just like yeah she's great yeah and she had like a stillborn so it's like so many people have stories just like that yeah and I feel like now looking back you know like there's no right or wrong answer like you like shame yourself afterwards for either saying like no you know I don't have another child or yes. And she's fine. And she's alive. And and you're lying. Like there's no right or wrong way to grieve. And there's no right or wrong, like things to say. Like, I don't think looking back now, like I'm not mad at any of the ways I answered anything. Um, I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I did something very similar when I, so I'm from college station. I went back home probably like a year ago and I went to the coffee shop my mom and I always went to and the lady was like oh my god so good to see you how's your mom and it was just one not that I was like I, I just didn't want to talk about it you I was like she's great and she was like I haven't seen her I was like she moved away <laughs> yeah and it's like and in that moment you probably like I don't know like I would have probably gotten in the car I don't know if it was fresh still and I got in the car and I'd like why did I do that yeah but then you're like whatever you know it's sur- it's you're surviving <laughs> And no one can judge you for that. You know what I mean? It's but not. Yeah. No, it's crazy that we all do that. I right? know. And I definitely have not told anyone that story because it's well, embarrassing. It's okay. <laughs> I've, I did, I've done the same thing. So it's totally fine. And I think that probably shows us that like everybody does that. Yeah. You know? Oh my God. That's brilliant. I know. Well, and then you say like you didn't know I went through any of this. So it was 
it was weird because, you know, in Austin, everybody knew. And then I moved to Houston and nobody knew that I had been pregnant with her and nobody knew. And it's not like, I mean, at that point I um, could openly talk about it, but like, it's still weird. It's not like I'm going to stand up at a sales meeting yeah. and say like, I'm Toby. I have a son <laughs> named Layton, but I also had a daughter named Tenley. But you know, like, so it's sad that I never told you, yeah. but I think if we would have probably like sat down and just started talking about other stuff, it probably would have come yeah. up. Um, but yeah, it is sad that like no one knew that or you didn't know that. And I'm sorry. Now I look at you as such a badass. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I always <laughs> thought you were cool. Um, so when you're saying like how we're talking about, you know, there's no right or wrong way to grieve, blah, blah, blah. Did you get any really good advice that stuck with you? Maybe through those moms that you met, um, that really helped you through your grief or what advice could you give someone maybe? Yeah, I think that, um, and like I said, I think everyone can grieve differently and I don't want to ever judge anyone for the way they grieve. But, um, I think like looking back, just like talking to people who get it is the best thing and doing what you need to do for yourself. And if you don't talk about it, even if it's a group of like strangers on the internet that you don't know but they're like your best friends um or if it's like your best friend at work or your mom or your dad or your spouse like if you don't talk about it and you keep it inside like it is going to change you because grief is a bitch and it's like and it I think like you can make a a decision to go like one way or the other you can take it as like a way to grow and to be better and to help others or you can become like someone who's filled with hate Mm -hmm. you know of like why me and like fuck everybody and I hate everyone and you know what I mean like it eats you alive so I think my best advice is like just to talk about it and or do things that like make you feel a release you know what I mean like if that's talking to strangers on the internet or if it's like you know, going to a group, which like I never did, but I know a lot of moms. Well, I never did it, but a lot of those moms that I'm friends with, I mean, they actually went physically to a group, um, you know, and I didn't do that. So I think there's lots of outlets. It's just getting it out. And I think one time someone told me like that grief comes in waves and like, that's, I think so true because it's like one minute you're fine. And then the next minute it can hit you like a ton of bricks. Mm -hmm. And I think like just knowing that and then kind of defining what grief is for you, which happens years later. Like now I can look back and say like the grief I felt was love, right? Like I wasn't mad at anyone. I wasn't like, it was this, all this love that like I have in my heart for Tenley that I can't like give to her physically. And it's just sitting there and it's sad. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like a hole that like I need to fill with something. Yeah. Um, and at the time, I thought that was another baby. That's why I got pregnant so quickly. Really? Yeah. I was going to ask you if it what. Okay, your second child. Yeah. Was it so? He was planned. That and was he, the question. No, he was like, like I was I waiting for? for my doctor to be like, you're good. Because like a C-section, you shouldn't get pregnant that quickly after. Okay. Um, I don't know yeah, any of I mean, it. They like cut your uterus. So like if it gets big again, it could like you know open up and but like my doctor I told her I was like I'm getting pregnant I'm having a baby like in my mind at that time like that was the solution like we had to have a baby like we had to fill our empty arms um and so like four months after she passed away I got pregnant 
Wow. Yeah. So his birthday is November 21st and hers is October 22nd of like, so 13 months apart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so at the time, like looking back, was that a good decision? Probably not. That's like, I think we had a lot quick. of healing to do. Yeah. Um, but would I change him or give him back? Like, gosh, no, like, no, he's the best thing in the world. Um, you know, and you do what you got to do to survive. But, um, yeah, I think, sorry, that was like a tangent, but I think like just finding like an outlet and finding like a tribe of people who get it, mm-hmm. you know, even if they're imaginary people on the internet mm-hmm. or they're real life people, like just finding people that understand. Yeah. That's what I've always said. Like be selfish. My first year that I was grieving, I did only what I wanted to do. Like, I don't, I don't, if I don't want to go to your fucking Christmas party, I'm not going like, sorry, yeah. that's rude. But whatever. I was like, I'm going to be selfish. And like you said, like I found an outlet, which I've talked about this working out. I joined like a gym. I tried to, but that's why I started this podcast. I didn't have anyone to connect with about it. Yeah. So I didn't join a face like stuff. I didn't think about that though. And so I really wish I would have had that when my mom first passed away. I have that now with people that it's night and day how much it helps you. And you don't even have, like you said, you don't have to explain anything. They just get it. Mm -hmm. So, so important. It's so (laughs) important. And like, like you said, I think working out is like a good outlet too. Um, This is really sad, but I remember like going to the gym because I was on maternity leave. Right. So like I'm sitting at home by myself um, definitely wasn't ready to go back to work, but I like had to fill my time. So meeting those women definitely like filled my time. Yeah. But before that, I remember like going to the gym and I was just sitting there like on a machine doing nothing, like staring off into La La Land. Cause it was like my one chance to like get away and escape. And I remember a man like yelling at me and telling me like to get off the machine and stop looking at my phone. You know how people are. Ew. Yeah. So I don't know what came over me. Oh no. But like <laughs> I freaked out on him and I told him in the middle of like lifetime fitness yes, queen like gee i was like you are so rude do you know i just lost my baby like oh three weeks God. ago she passed away and this is my one chance to like get away and be somewhere else and you just ruined my whole day like i don't remember word for word but i told him that my baby died and that's the first time i think i'd like told a stranger like oh. my baby died and this guy like his face just i mean all the color like left his face he hasn't and, been back to the gym since well it, it's actually like a crazy story so um but you know what i like in that moment screw it like you said be Hell an yeah. asshole i Hell wanted yeah. to be like fuck off like fuck you so he like apologized immediately and then like 30 minutes later he came and found me Aww. and told me he had lost a child also okay wait yeah it was so crazy and he was like i'm so sorry and i feel like t- like little things like that I have just learned like from everything like to be a better person and to be kinder because so many people are are like battling something Mm -hmm. silent that they are not talking about and like you could be the person that ruins their day or you could be the person that makes their day like better so um do I always practice what I preach no I'm mean a lot but like I always try to remember that you don't know what someone's going through. So just be kind to everyone. Um, Yeah, that was insane. And that was like the first time I like just yelled at a stranger and told him I lost my baby. It was crazy. That's what um, my, so I interviewed my brother or we talked about it. I don't like saying interview. We talked and he said what he's learned is just like having sympathy for people and like you never know what they're going through. Yeah. 
And it is crazy. I remember when my mom was in hospice and I'm, I know so many people can relate to this. Like I went to target and I was just like walking around to like get out and I'm just walking around. I'm like, no one here knows that like my mom is yes, literally it's like hospice. an escape. Yeah. But it's just like weird, it's too, weird too. Yeah. Cause you're like, like, Oh, Sally's over there on her phone, mm-hmm. like haven't living her best life. And I'm here just trying to like make it to my next step in fucking target. Oh. So it's just interesting that like, you never know what someone's going You never through. know. Like Sally, who was looking at her phone could have been dealing with someone else, like something sad too, but we don't know. know. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's sad. And it's like, like what can you do to break the silence? Like can't wear like name tags or like a big thing around your neck saying like my mom died or my baby died or, you know, like you can't do those things. So like, I think what you're doing is great. And that's why I was more than happy to help because I think like just breaking like that stigma and letting people know it's okay. Like, I don't know about you, but like, all I want is for her to be remembered, right? Yeah. So, like, texting me and saying, like, thinking about like tea or, you know, thinking about your mom today, like, mm-hmm. that does so much. Like, it's people crazy. are like, what do I do? Do I send food? Do I like, do I leave her alone? Do I like give her space or do I like comfort her? And it's like, just tell me you're like thinking about me and my baby. And yeah. like, that's great. Like, let her memory live on in you and that makes me happy mm-hmm. right like but it's so hard I mean I'm sure I do it too when people pass away like you don't exa- I mean it's kind of being hypocritical you're like what do I do what do I say um I want to help yeah but you don't want to overstep and I think obviously like losing someone you know a little bit better of like how you should approach it and what you should do but um but it's still hard because everyone deals with things differently. Mm -hmm. So I think like just for everyone out there to know, like just send a quick text saying like thinking about you or thinking about the person they lost, you know, or like that, that's a, that does a ton. Yeah. Yeah. And it seems so like little and like not effective, but it really is. That's the best thing. Like when people text me, my friends still text me on Tenley's birthday and they're like, happy birthday, Tenley. I'm like, that's all I want. Yeah so cute yeah i meant like stop so cute not like stop (laughs) i'm realizing that might not translate the same (laughs) i got you okay good it's like stop texting no i'm just kidding um so what okay wait back to remembering people and like you said we both have tattoos for our loved ones and you were saying you love when people ask about your tattoo because then you can like bring it up i'm the same when did you get your tattoo? So I got it like right after. Cause I remember like thinking, you were like, busy. I told you, I was like, and now I'm looking back and I'm like, God, that was obviously like a coping mechanism, right? Is to like fill my time with like good deeds and like memorabilia. Like, and like, on? yeah, like let me just like, I'm serious. Like I ordered like pictures of her and like made, I mean, yeah, definitely it was my coping mechanism was like trying to make everything about her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got it pretty fresh after. And I remember being like, Oh, the pain feels good. Um, but like, you know, mine's nothing like hidden meaning or special because I didn't think about it. I just wanted her name on yeah. me, but I did put an arrow on it. So it says Tenley and then has an arrow underneath. And I liked that. Like an arrow represents like moving forward right so like I wanted to like move forward and know that everything was going to be okay eventually um my mom who's like the sweetest lady you've ever met in your life no tattoos like no piercings like just good old girl she got Tinley tattooed on her too and that was so special to me um so yeah I mean so most people aren't going to ask like what it means because it's a name right but people do they're like who's Tenley Mm -hmm. and then I get to tell them about her um and I think like the way I talk about it now probably makes it less 
um, awkward, right? Like maybe in the beginning we were making it awkward by being like, yeah. well, she died and I'm crying. And then they're like, <laughs> oh crap, what do I do? Um, but like your tattoo is like, you know, like someone's going to say like, well, what is that for? Yeah. I always say, do you want the long story or the short story? That's <laughs> so, so if they good. Say short, I'm like, my mom had it. And then if they say long, I like tell them. That's sweet. <laughs> That's a good idea. I should do that too. I should do that too. Um, but you know, like I've done other things too. Um, like Tenley, we, um, like racked our brains to like what name we could make out of Tenley for the next baby. Ooh. So Leighton is spelled super weird and no one really knows this. Um, but it's spelled L E Y T N because it's her name. Like, mixed around oh yeah so i knew like boy or girl was gonna be Leighton. okay so yeah i mean we've done other things like that but i definitely don't say like uh, people are always like how do you spell it because you know it's not the common way and i'm not like and that's because his sister <laughs> died like you know i just know that and he that's knows that though. yeah okay so that's another thing i wanted to talk about so you had your second child shortly after you lost tin am i tinley tinley i yeah. keep wanting to say tinsley um, it's cause I watch Real Housewives. Um, <laughs> did, so your son now knows about that he had a sister, correct? Yeah. So we have like, how has that whole thing been though? Like how has been talking about her with him? Does he like understand it? Cause he's three now. He's three. So he's like understanding things more. Okay. Um, so like I have pictures, um, of like one picture, like a canvas of her on the wall and then his are all by her. And a lot of his newborn pictures, like I had her picture in it and he was like on a rainbow cloud. Um, yeah. So like, well, you know, he goes down the wall and he's like, that's me. That's mommy. That's me. That's mommy. And I'm like, that's Tenley. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like she, we had her cremated, which I'm grateful now. Like in the moment I didn't know if it was the right thing, but, um, he plays with her urn, which sounds weird, but he like carries it around and like sometimes takes it in the car. And I'm like, I don't want to tell him like, no, you can't do that. But I always tell him like, that's your sister. That's Tenley. Um, but one thing that I think is kind of confusing him, which he'll get when he's older, but um, my mom and her husband, they got a puppy about a year ago and they asked if they could name her Tenley. Okay. So we call, you know, we, he calls her T, but I'll always say like, that's, you know, that's your sister. That's Tenley. And he's like, no, Tenley's a dog. Oh, no. You know what I mean? So like right now he's confused, but he at least knows like there's a baby named Tenley. And I always tell him he has a sister. Okay. I mean, he's three, but I, you know, as he gets older, I mean, every year we celebrate her birthday, so he'll definitely get it. And we'll always make sure he knows that he has a sister. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I like that a lot. The dog yeah. thing's funny though. It is funny. People <laughs> were like, are you okay with that? And I was like, I think it's sweet. It's like my stepdad who like is my saving grace in like a lot of things. Like whenever my ex and I split up and I had a newborn and I'd lost a baby and then I lost my husband of like 10 years, like he became my best friend. And yeah. Isn't it cool how people like that you wouldn't expect to connect with or be your support system come out. I mean, it was me, him and Layton like every day hanging out. And, um, like he wanted to name her Tenley, like, to honor Tenley, you know what I mean? Like, so I thought it was great and sweet, and he's a sweet man. That's cool. Yeah. Aw, yeah. I like that. What, um, I think you, ca- okay, so at the beginning you said, you know, Tenley was born for a reason, and we were kind of going into a lot of people, a lot of children who are born with, uh, what was it it's like a, honestly like this is really bad to say but i don't even remember the name of it because okay. it's so long and hard but yeah, it was yeah. just a rare metabolic disorder you said usually they miscarry but there was yeah. a reason she was born yeah so what do you think those reasons are and or what positives have come out of your grief looking i know when like grief first happens that's something i've also learned is 
I ask people that question right, not right, like six months in and they're like, nothing's positive. And I'm like, I get that. Sorry, I shouldn't have asked. But I think, like you said, it's four years down the road, still super fresh. But are you, you're, you said you're able to start seeing some positives or what, what do you think her purpose was in your life now? Well, like you said, like, I think it changes constantly and I bet it'll, it'll keep changing. Um, you know, at the time I definitely was like, oh, it's because she wanted me to know I should be a mom. Right. No, I don't think that's what it was at all. Um, like now looking back, I, my life is completely different. Um, I lived in Austin with someone I'd been with since I was 22 and, you know, like had this whole life and, and a job and everything. And, and since then, like I live in Houston and I have, I'm a single mom and I have the best job I could ever have hoped for. And I have all these things that have like happened that in the time of them happening, like it's hard to see like why that would happen to someone. Um, but now looking back, I'm like, she was born for a reason. She was born to show me like the life I was living was not the life I should have been living and that there was just, there were, there were bigger and better things out there for me. So like without her, I'd still be in Austin married to someone who I shouldn't have been with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, and, and now I'm the best version of myself, which is not always the best, but I try to be for her. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I feel like I'm the best version of myself. I have like my dream job. I'm 15 minutes both ways to like my sister and her kids and my mom and my stepdad and and Leighton knows his family yeah. and and it's just like life is perfect and it wouldn't have been if she wasn't born. Um, also, I think it makes me a better mom. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm a good mom because half the time I'm like, what am I doing? But like. I cherish like every single second with Layton more than probably like a normal mom just because like I know that it's special that I get to like raise him and that he gets to be a year older every year and um, like I will always try to make sure that you know my patience for is there and that I like know what a what a gift it is to get to raise him. Mm So I hope that it's made me like a better person. I didn't even think of the mom side of it when you're talking because you had said like your life is you're in such a good place and all that. But when you think like you're saying how you cherish every moment on another level, that's like really cool and really like like you can't teach someone that. You right. Know? And that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't even think that a normal mom's doing anything wrong. I just think that like. I unfortunately know what it's like to have a kid Mm -hmm. not like celebrate the next birthday. Right. Or like, you know, you always think about, and you were telling me this earlier about like the mom who had the stillborn and was like in a hospital with like happy people taking home babies. It's like, you don't, you take for granted so many things like changing a nasty diaper or like waking up a million times in the middle of a night with a baby. Like the things that most people complain about, like I would have killed to have those moments with Tinley. So like, you know, when Layton's going nuts and screaming and I want to pull my hair out, I'm like, thank God this is, thank God. Like, mm-hmm. thank God that I get to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm cr- I feel crazy, but thank God. <laughs> that's glass half full if I've ever yeah. heard it. That's, dude, that's like also a trend I've noticed when I talk to people that have lost someone is just like how, and I, I think before I've always been a positive person my whole life, but like, how I look at life now after my mom passed away is night and day. Like yeah. 
so positive, so glass half full. So I, I've said this before and it's so cheesy. Like when I'm dying on the treadmill, at least I can run yeah. like stuff like that. But I truly like feel that way. Right. Whereas before you might be like, yeah, at least like I have my, all my fingers and toes, but like, no, I've watched someone suffer to the point that they can't walk. Like at least I can run. Yeah. So you just look at it so different, but it's, yeah, it's not like the bullshit way of looking at things like it's like for real looking at the glass half full yeah. not just like the bumper sticker version <laughs> right and, and it's not like I do that all the time I mean I'm a mom to a, a three-nager so like there are moments when I like uh-uh. am going completely crazy but like it all I always get pulled back to like be thankful mm-hmm. be grateful be patient with him like he's a gift um so like you know it's not like I wish that I was like the best person and the best version of myself, but that's always going to be just like a work in progress. And, but I do think it makes me like take a step back and think about those things, which has to be a little bit of a good thing, you Mm -hmm. know? So I don't want people to be like, Oh, she's an angel mother. Like that is not. Yeah. No, no one's no we are not saying that no or like where you like I just walk around every day like butterflies and sunshine but it definitely makes you like take into people's like feelings and I wouldn't go off on a stranger and (laughs) you know like just little things that like nobody probably notices and you probably don't notice yeah but at least they're happening because I mean there's good that comes from grief you Mm -hmm. know there is there is and if you're someone that has recently lost someone I like when I my mom first passed away, if someone told me that, I'd be like, "Go mm-hmm. fuck yourself." Like, stab you with a but knife. But like, oh, you'll get there. I promise. <laughs> no, it's definitely you don't want to hear that. Like, oh no, god, that don't. was honestly that was the worst thing ever. And like, I said it in this in this discussion we're having. So like, sound like a hypocrite. Yeah. But when people would be like, everything happens for a reason. In the moment, I was like, oh, like God has you be pregnant for nine months and want a baby and then takes it from you. Like, no, like f off exactly like, but but now i see like everything happens for correct reason. but i don't but think that's not something you say to someone no it's fresh. not it's not yeah. and people said that to me too and it pissed me off so oh, much yeah but now you're like okay i see like yes. well i mean i i don't know like you're you, in your head you're thinking like oh my gosh losing a baby and people think like oh my god how do you lose a baby but i'm like oh my god how do you lose your mother yeah. so i'm looking at you like i've already told my mom like if she goes i'm going oh <laughs> no she better make room in that casket for me or wherever we are like so I can't comprehend what you went through so I would never tell you like everything happens for a reason um yeah not yeah you say well that's and that's another reason I started this podcast so I have a girlfriend whose mom was actually murdered and my my mom passed away from cancer I watched my mom fight a battle for five years she lost her mom in a second at the end of the day we both lost our mom so it's just crazy how like we can't relate on how our moms passed away, but like at the end of the day, we both are missing our mom every day. Right. So it's just, I'm like, cool is not the right word. It's just crazy how like we all, you have your story that's so different that I can't imagine. But like at the end of the day, we're all feeling like the same pain in our heart. Exactly. It's the same. That was so cheesy. Yeah. No, Um, that was good. We're going to cut that out. No, No, I loved it. You (laughs) should definitely keep it because it's true. It's true. Like in the moment you don't see that you're like, oh, you lost your dad. Like I lost my baby. Like you can't relate to any of those people. But then in the long run, you're right. It's like we all feel the same. Like We all have a hole missing in our hearts and we all like are missing someone. It's the same. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah. Um, Is there something so 
Is there something in your life that when grief happened, like what was the biggest changes that happened? I guess I know you've mentioned your ex-husband. Like, was was there stuff that you're like, I'm not putting up with this shit anymore? Like in your life that you made like big changes about or I don't I guess I really don't know. No, I get what you're saying. And like looking back now, I can say that. But like in the moment, I had like totally lost myself. And who I was with my ex. And um, it was like all about him. And I think from grief and also from him leaving, um, like it's a blessing because it's taught me like, no, like you're number one. Like look out for yourself. Right. And I think that's the same thing as going back to saying like I was killing myself to pump that milk. Mm -hmm. And I was like doing all these things to protect other people. Like, no, you're number one. And like you can't have a healthy relationship with your boyfriend or your husband or your child or your family if like you're not okay. Mm -hmm. So like I think I learned like take care of yourself, number one. And um, like in the moment I didn't see that. And it took, like, him being a horrible person to, um, which, like, I can't blame him. Like, grief changes everyone in different ways. Mm -hmm. But um, it took him being, like, a horrible person for me to, like, snap out of it and be like, whoa, like, I need to take care of myself. And, like, I need to be the best version of myself so, like, I can be a good mom Mm -hmm. or a good sister or a good daughter, you know. So, I mean... I don't think that like I noticed it in the moment, but it definitely happened over time. Yeah. And I was kind of forced into it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My, um, one thing I love to like think about or look at me and my brothers all lost the same person, but we grieve so different. It's crazy. So I'm sure that's how you and your ex-husband are that like you lost the same person, but he went one way and you like went the other. So I, I mean, I relate on some level to that. Yeah. And I'm sure like, I don't know. Like, I don't even like talking about it because it's not, it's not my place to say, but I also feel like it impacted my life in a huge way. Like what he did to me. But, um, I think from the outside looking in, like I had outlets and I shared my grief and like, I talked about it and I dealt with it. Mm -hmm. Whereas he didn't like, he went back to work like two days later and like, didn't talk to anyone, like didn't tell anyone anything. And, and I think it like ate him Mm-hmm. a lot like it it just had to do something bad to him because he is not the same person anymore mm-hmm. and it's in my opinion not for the best um and you know maybe I'm wrong I don't know but I just feel like when you're ready like finding your outlet no matter if it's working out or a group of moms on the internet or you know making crafts I don't know but like finding yeah. your outlet is so important yeah your time to be selfish too yes. I think the time because uh, you are on another level, like doing all this stuff for other people and to feel the pressure that you have to have her legacy. Not that you have to have. I said, no, that but it is. You're the right. Pressure like I wanted that it. You are in charge yeah. of living, making her legacy live on. Right. Um, but I think when you got to take a step back or have your time to be selfish, um, it sounds like you got the most out of it. Yeah, for sure. I don't really have any more questions or things I want to go over, but is there stuff again, I've never interviewed someone or just had a conversation with someone that has lost a child. Um, is there stuff I'm missing or anything else you wanted to like get off your chest or wise words for people that are going through the same thing? I mean, I think we covered everything. Honestly, I think like as 
a normal person watching like a loved one or a friend go through something like just to take note to a a text saying I'm thinking of Mm -hmm. you or them is like that is huge and I think that always remember to be kind and I've got to tell myself this too because you never know what someone's battling um and then also like know that as like cliche as it sounds there's a light at the end of the tunnel Mm -hmm. right like grief in the moment feels like it's gonna just like take over your whole life and like you can't breathe but like that weight gets lifted yeah and um it does get better like it I remember thinking like there's no way like anyone can survive this right but like four years later like I'm doing more than surviving so you know I think knowing there's an end not an end because every October I'm a monster like really like I'm so emotional and I'm take it out on the wrong people and but I feel like and every year it's different like some years are worse than others like this past year was worse for some reason um but just like knowing that there is a light at the end of the tunnel Mm -hmm. yeah and with yours it has to be so hard because I think of like my mom's birthday and then the anniversary of her passing as two of the hardest days of the year yeah but yours are like a week apart yeah. so that's like that's the why birthday I, and the pa- that's like, why that i think sucks. it's just like like maybe not even the whole month of october but that like week like either that week leading up to it and then the week of is like was really hard this past year for me um and then it's over and it's like done and and luckily at the time I didn't see it as like a a good thing but luckily like her death was on Halloween and so it ends on a high note like where I'm trick-or-treating with my son you know what I mean so um and then it was like poof I'm back to normal and I'm fine you know what I mean Mm. so um yeah I I and I didn't know like which day would be harder when it started like her birthday or the day that she died like I always thought the day that she died would be harder but it's definitely her birthday for me really yeah so for me the first year, the first anniversary of my mom's passing, um, I was not expecting it like was the hardest day for me. And I always like, so I'm opposite. I thought her birthday would be the hardest day. And it was the day and it just like hit me out of nowhere. Like I went, I was working and I had to leave work early. Like I could not even get through the day, That's so sad. but I thought I would be fine. Like, I, like, I don't know. It's just the wave of it all. Right. And like you, you know, we have kind of almost the same, like time right like three Mm -hmm. years for you four Mm -hmm. for me I'm sure you can like say too like it's different every year it really is like I and now I know like I don't know what to expect you know what I mean but like I know that I can allow myself to feel however I feel and I'm sorry for the people that get the bad (laughs) the bad parts of that but you know hopefully like there are people that are in my life my life for the right reasons and they get it yeah um it's like please just erase your memory for the past Mm -hmm. two weeks of how I treated you um, but yeah, I mean, it changes every year, which I'm sure you've seen too. Yeah. And I'm sure that's what is crazy when I talk to people who lost someone and it's been 10 years yeah. to hear how they're like, no. And then this year was hard and like year seven was fine. And it's just it's weird. It's so weird. And everyone has their own journey and you just don't know what to expect. That's the thing. No. There's no rule book. There's no rule book. And that's what's hard is like there's so many like self-help books and like all these things for anything else you experience in life. But like when you lose someone you love, like it, everyone has a different experience. Yeah. So like you can't there's not like one right or wrong way to do things. And, and and that's why I think like what you're doing is great because it just shows people like talk to people, mm-hmm. find people that get it, like find your tribe no matter like if they're real or not real um, and just. Like those people will accept you for like whatever you do mm-hmm. because everyone grieves differently and, but it's all the same. Like we're just missing someone. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. Um, 
Well, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Again, Toby, thank you so much for your time and your honesty and being so open with our audience. And thank you for listening to this podcast. If you haven't already, please follow Grief Unfiltered on Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast. And I will talk to you soon.